Welcome to New Human Living Radio Show, bringing you powerful interviews to awaken the power in you. Learn more at newhumanliving.com. And now your host, Les Jensen. So let me ask you something. What, what, what's your measuring stick? How do you measure up to yourself? What's the... What's the unit of measurement? What's the metric that you use to decide if you're on the right track or not? To decide if you're doing the right thing or not? I mean, how do you how do you measure that? Tonight, the topic of the show is the divine idea of you. And your the guest tonight is yours truly. I'm the host, Les Jensen. I'm really kind of excited. I'm actually very excited for tonight's episode because there's so much upheaval in the world right now and people's idea of normal or reality or perhaps their idea of what what might be in the future is all getting turned on its head. And there's so much fret and worry and stress in a lot of people's lives because they don't, uh, their sense of normal, their sense of how things should be has has been all, all confused for them. <laughs> I mean, normal's been gone since... 2019, which was more than a year ago. But getting back to this idea of of you, the divine idea of you. How do you how do you measure? How do you quantify how you're doing? Are you on the right path? Are you are you uh, to use a religious term? Are you righteous? Or are you um, falling into the shadow? I mean, so often the the part of us that gets stressed out, that gets worried and concerned, is our egos. Our, our soul understands the truth of who we are. Our soul knows our own divinity. It's only our ego that can drop into fear and fret and concern. So when we talk about the divine idea of ourselves, again, how, how can you tell? How do you how do you measure up, so to speak? So often on when people are on their spiritual path, they're seekers. They want to know they want a measuring stick. They, uh, in a lot of ways, it's uh, a sense of discernment. There's so much information, and I could say there's so much disinformation out there. People want want a sense of confidence that the the what they're hanging their head on is is based in truth is based in 
authenticity, based in divinity even, if you will. Well, it's a curious thing. Life in and of itself is eternally perpetual. There's no end game. There's no closing ceremony to consciousness. Consciousness is ever-evolving. Consciousness is always seeking new avenues of expression. If you were to go outside at night, perhaps away from the city lights, and look up into the sky, there's billions of stars and galaxies and solar systems and planets. The planet Earth and our own little solar system here is is the tiniest little speck in the all that is that consciousness has created for itself. So if we were to look at a measuring stick, if if there's not a finish line, so often our Western mind, our ego mind, wants um, a sense of identity, a sense of perhaps personal value. I'm I'm going to school to graduate. I'm meditating to become enlightened. I'm going through this process to achieve something. And and that's a very um, Western point of view. When you meet somebody, what do you do? What's your job? What are you working on? And and we, we put so much weight on this idea of us becoming something or working towards something as a sense of value. But before we get in it too much, I want to mention, I want to mention the notion of enjoying the journey. Have you enjoyed any part of today or yesterday? Do you find joy in the in the simple things in life that's not associated with the task, that's not associated with the goal? Sometimes you might see something that catches you off guard, a a puppy pushing its nose up against the window in the car next to you, and it makes you smile. If you want to end up enjoying your life, it would serve you well to practice enjoying today. Perhaps a good measuring stick is if you're a divine being, If you're a timeless soul that has an infinite um, potential of expression without end, are you enjoying the journey? Are you enjoying the incarnation? Are you enjoying the manifestation of your body so you can have this earthbound experience? Well, Les, haven't you seen the news today? Well, come on, look at all the upheaval outside. Look at all the torment. Look at all the anguish that humanity is going through. Yep, 
Yep, yep, I agree. Absolutely. And you're here now participating in this fantastic transformation of Earth. Sure, there's a lot of chaos. Sure, there's a lot of upheaval. And again, if our Western mind's trying to accomplish something, if if we're if we're if our measuring stick is us trying to accomplish something, who would have thrown in the towel during 2020? I mean, you know, what's the mime? Uh, the most ridiculous thing I ever bought was a, a planner, a 2020 planner. We don't have to wait for all the ducks to get in a row. We don't have to wait for even heaven on earth. We can enjoy every step of the journey. And this might seem counterintuitive when everything outside of us is in upheaval. But if you look at the earth from our past, Humanity has had immense heartache on this planet for a very long time. The anguish, the suffering of, of the, the human archetype, if you will, over the past thousands of years is really, um, <laughs> I can't under, understate how, how much sorrow and grief and torment and suffering has been on this planet. And now we're at the point of transition. We're at the dawn of the new age. We're at the birth of the age of Aquarius, if you will. And you're here watching the transformation of a planet out of darkness into light. Now, I know this, the day in and day out struggle can be immense, but... Did you catch that last sentence? The transformation of a planet from darkness into light. <laughs> that opportunity doesn't come along very often, and here you are now. So let's, let's lay some framework for what we're going to talk about tonight. The, the, the divine idea of you. If you look at your human personification, you are a soul that has incarnated into this body. That's a real general statement there. You're a soul that has incarnated in, into this body. If we take a step back and look at the 7 billion people on the planet, as every single one of them being a soul incarnated into a human body, you can see that the potential of experience is as vast as humanity itself. So how do we talk about the divine idea of seven billion flavors of possibilities? Well, I suggested to you we talk about the vehicle. The vehicle itself, and this is your human persona. So often if I were to say vehicle, you'd think about your body or perhaps your sense of self. But you're a soul first and foremost. You didn't even have an ego the day you were born. You were a soul that, that looked at the dynamics of what possible lifetimes 
could be experienced during this most exceptional chapter of history on planet Earth, and your soul chose your life. Your soul consciously chose your life. It chose a family of origin. It chose a life purpose. It chose a soul contract. And your ego may or may not understand the value of all these choices yet. For myself, I had no idea that some of my biggest struggles in my youth would would prove to be essential for my life purpose. The the proverbial cosmic two by four upside my head in the moment it happened was um very confusing and and I didn't understand. I, I had to get jolted. I had to I had to have my old paradigm dismantled. And that's what we're seeing in the collective consciousness now. The chaos we're seeing is the dismantling of the old, and that's a very, very good thing. We've already talked about how much suffering and heartache has happened on the planet. So we don't have to be attached to the heart, the, the chaos. We don't have to be attached to the unknown. We don't have to be attached to the, the unpredictability of life, the unpredictability of what's going to happen next. So often our egos, I mean, we want to see the map. We want to see the, the process. We want to see... How are we going to get to how are we gonna, how are we going to get through this chaos, this upheaval, this change? How are we going to make it to the other side? And there's really not that much information to sit down and draw a detailed map about how it's going to unfold. In in fact, our free agency makes. Um, the future a variable. I mean, certainly you can get a notion of a short-term um, understanding of what might be. I mean, there's been prophecies and whatnot. But ultimately, we have free agency here. And I think that free agency is going to come into play as we get a little deeper into this this divine idea of you. So let's let's take a look at this notion of a vehicle. You have an ego, you have a body, you have a sense of self, you have a belief system, you have a skill set, you have a lineage of experience in this lifetime. So what about the vehicle that has been part of all of this? Well, if we look at the nature of consciousness, you are a a point of presence of source consciousness. You are the personification of God consciousness. And consciousness, by its very nature, is expanding. It's an ever-evolving, expanding expression of self. But let's Still, take another look at this notion of the vehicle. 
So in the in the journey of a soul, when a soul is first born, for the very first time when the soul has incarnated from source consciousness, it has no karma. It hasn't accumulated any karma yet. And you know, it, it doesn't have any human desire yet. When the soul first incarnates, it doesn't want a beach house on the ocean yet because it doesn't even know to contextualize that kind of a desire. Source consciousness in and of itself in that first incarnation has no history, has no preference. It's like a, a baby being born. When, a, when the baby is first born, there is no ego. There's no bias. There's no posturing. There's no... Um, there's no construct of self. And and when the soul is first born in that first initiation, it doesn't have human experience, it doesn't have karma, it doesn't have a context to understand itself from. And let's fast forward into many lifetimes and we get to this point on planet Earth. (laughs) I, I promise you, if the if you're playing out a uh, life purpose on on the planet at this time, you're an old soul that is chosen to come here in a in a most advanced classroom to understand some of the most powerful and difficult lessons there are to learn as a human being. And the way we we got so far into the darkness is we loaded up our persona with karma. And what effect did this do? We loaded up the vehicle with karma. We can think of karma as our our vibration going down. We can think of our karma as loading up our subconscious with belief systems and and emotional baggage, if you will. In order to get this far into the darkness, we had to we had to take the power that's innately ours as a divine personification, and we had to load it up so much that we disconnected. We disconnected from our truth. It's not that our truth went away, it's that our perception, our ability to recognize the truth went away. We decided to incarnate and in the process of doing that, forgetting who we really are. As we load up our vehicle with karma, we shut down our intuition. We shut down our chakras we energetically get denser and denser and denser. And and what are the byproducts of, of a dense persona? As we load up our vehicle with karma and get denser, our life experience gets narrower. As we load up karma in our psyche, we create a momentum of sorts. Karma 
one of the attributes of karma is more of the same. Karma suggests that we have a repetitive experience. And when we load up this vehicle with karma, as we shut down our intuition and we shut down our chakras and we shut down our this energetic vessel, we disconnect from the information in the moment. We disconnect from the inspiration of our soul in the moment. And our ego starts to, to run the show. Without inspiration, without intuition in the moment, the ego kind of takes over and wants to make choices where it feels like it's in control. We can think of this as moving into a a, a 3D a movie set or a, a holodeck if you're a Star Trek fan, where all of our awareness is what's happening outside of us. Our ego wants to manage our life. We want to make choices. If I can just arrange everything in my life, then I will have a sense of control. If I can manage everything in my life, I can feel safe. If I can manage everything in my life, I won't feel vulnerable. And the ego kind of takes over the show. Now, (laughs) when we talk about the suffering of humanity on this planet, it's like, Um, a big, huge overdose of ego. The vast majority of humanity spends the majority of its consciousness running the program of the ego. The ego has has started wars. The ego has uh, set up uh, separation and division. The ego is threatened by the unknown. The ego... Um, doesn't play well with others, so to speak. So if we think about the divine idea of us, and then we think about the darkness that humanity has been playing out over the last thousands of years, and we look at the transition of, of planet Earth from darkness into light, what is the divine idea of us in this chapter of this story that we're all participating with here on planet Earth? Well, it's I suggest to you it's the unraveling of the karma. It's the unraveling of our past lives. It's the reintegration, the reintegration of everything that has separated ourselves in the past. And when I talk about separation, I'm talking about personal separation within my own persona, and I'm talking about collective separation. When we we look at either our personal life, so I'm... I could think of myself as a seeker and I'm looking for enlightenment and I'm on a spiritual journey. 
the the reintegration of the separation is the journey back to the light. And what do I mean by reintegration as the journey back to the light? In order for either ourselves or the collective to move towards um, divinity, to move more towards source consciousness, higher consciousness, to move towards heaven on earth. Everything that has separated us will be reintegrated. In other words, I won't experience moving closer to the divinity of my consciousness. I won't experience raising the vibration of my consciousness by holding judgment of what is, by holding posture of what is. Well, well, wait a minute. There's some real terrible people on the planet. What do you mean reintegrate? Reintegrate as as the path, the journey back to source consciousness, the journey to higher consciousness, the journey to enlightenment. Well, the it's the it's the separation multiple times, many, many times, over many, many lifetimes that lowers the vibration of our consciousness. It's um, You could think of separation as perhaps the cleanest language about the nature of consciousness. Uh, I'm sorry, separation as the nature of taking on karma. And what do I mean by that? In order for me to lower my vibration, in in order for me to move farther into the darkness, I have to take my persona and divide it, and divide it, and divide it. And every time I divide it, I'm entering separation. Well, how do I divide it? I divide it by by judgment, I divide it by posturing, I divide it by resisting the nature of all that is. When we look at what's uh, what's going on and we see an element of humanity and we say, well, that element is terrible, that's, that's horrific. And certainly on this planet, that can be a very accurate statement. But in order to to bring heaven to earth, we won't ignore the darkness. We won't ignore the separation. We can't have unity. We can't have heaven on earth. We can't return to source consciousness if we're still in divisiveness, if we're still in the separation. It's through the reintegration. Well, how does that happen? On the on the personal level, say for example, boy, I use this example a lot, but I can relate to it, so I'm going to just keep with it. Um, anger. 
when when anger hasn't been resolved in your own psyche, anger controls you. When anger comes up, you can have an emotional reaction to the anger, and that reaction creates the same results. But as you evolve your consciousness, as you see the purpose of the anger, as you see the message of the anger, the anger is actually a a very divine aspect of your life because the anger is telling you about yourself. The anger is showing you an aspect of yourself. And, and when you can understand the value of that message, then the anger is not the, um, the problem, but it's actually the solution. Wait, what? Anger is the solution? Yes. Anger, if I look at this example, when I feel the the anger within my persona be triggered and 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 I can feel my emotions ramp up with anger, that's a message for me. And if I can understand the message of why I'm getting angry in the moment, it's showing me how I'm incongruent with myself. It's showing me an aspect of my life my conscious and subconscious karmic traits and behaviors that is not compatible with the truth of me. Well, wait, now I'm kind of glad that anger comes around. I'm kind of glad that I'm shown in real time when I'm incongruent with myself. Well, before I understood the value of anger, I saw anger as a crutch, as a a fault, as a problem. And and now that I understand that anger is actually a a perfectly orchestrated aspect, a, a mechanism of that reveals to me in real time when I'm not honoring myself. Well, I can have compassion now with with other people that are struggling with their own anger. They still see it as a negative element of themselves. I can have compassion for that. Well, let's take that a little farther. What about the scoundrels, the scallywags, the, the bastards that want to overthrow humanity and and enslave the planet. Well, the, every single one of them is source consciousness personified. Every single personification, every human being on the planet is a personification of source consciousness. Well, I can't, as source consciousness, I cannot get to the point of of having a deep desire to control and manipulate others unless I'm afraid, unless I'm disconnected from source myself. So the the pick a term here, the terrorist, the the cabal, the deep state, the whatever the hell you want to call it that's that's 
where their motivation is anything less than flattering for humanity. You don't get to that point overnight. To go that far into the darkness, you have to load your psyche up an awful lot. And if you're that separated from source, you're you're totally operating out of ego trying to find a way to to navigate life. So when you have compassion, remember Jesus would come and hell they tacked him up on the on the cross and he said, "Hey, forgive them. They they know not what they do." These are people that are crucifying Jesus. They're crucifying him and he's like hey, you know, they don't know what they're doing. They don't understand. They're so far in the darkness that they're crucifying the Savior, so to speak. Well, if we can have the same compassion for the scallywags, the scoundrels that are are trying to tip the cart over, it's through that compassion that... um, reintegration can happen. And when reintegration happens, our power goes back up, both individually and collectively. When we reintegrate, the density of the energy of our psyche lightens up. When we reintegrate, when we quit posturing, we're literally reassembling our our divine self. And when we do that, our chakras open back up. Our intuitive information comes back online. And we move out of the notion of being separate from source. We move out of the notion of being disconnected from our truth. We move out of the notion that God is somewhere else and I'm on my own. As we reintegrate, as we reintegrate our sense of not only ourselves but the world outside of us, to see every single expression that there is, to see all of it as source consciousness exploring what might be. Source consciousness going into the darkness, source consciousness going into the shadow to discover a deeper understanding of of what it means to be humans personified. Now we've certainly we've gone through an awful lot of darkness over the years, but now we're we're in the journey back to the light, both individually and collectively. If you're listening to this show, your soul is looking to reintegrate to to move towards divinity, to move towards the divine idea of you. So let's look a little bit more at that divine idea. If I start reintegrating myself and start losing judgment and start seeing the value in every aspect of all that is, and not posturing with it, but approach it with compassion and approach it with acceptance, I'm literally um, raising the consciousness of my vehicle, of my persona. And when I do that, 
my chakras come back online. My intuition comes back online. And and I want to talk about what happens to us as a human experience when we when we raise our consciousness, when we move out of the 3D matrix where we're, we're not so much living in our ego, but we're rather living in our heart. We're, we're purifying our personal energy persona so we can embody love. We can embody truth within our own persona. Now, in, when we're loaded up with karma... We live in a 3D world. We're kind of cut off from anything outside of 3D. And 3D is linear. When we talk about creation, linear creation is is the most um, perhaps primitive form of manifestation. But when our ego is is seeing reality, quote-unquote, as the world outside of us, and we go to create, we're going to manipulate the world outside of us. If I want to build a house, I'm going to, I'll start off with a blueprint, and then I'll pour a foundation, and there's this linear process of, of creating a house. But as I clean out my persona, I open up my intuition, I, I raise the, the vibration of my consciousness, and now I'm, I'm connected to my soul. I'm connected to source consciousness. I can move into a non-linear realm of manifestation. When I talk about the divine idea of you, part of the new age, the new human, the the new idea of living on this planet is for us to embody our Christ consciousness, for us to embody source consciousness, to to come out of the darkness. And Jesus was such a wonderful um, tutor about what is waiting for us. The principles of the universe are timeless and unbiased. Jesus said, you're going to do everything I have done and more. So Jesus can manifest out of thin air. There's nothing linear about manifesting food for the masses out of thin air. There's nothing linear about healing the sick instantaneously. Linear would be more, here, take this medicine and let it consume time. Nonlinear manifestation kind of shakes all those boundaries. If we think of the divine idea of, of what could be in this human persona, in this human genome, it's for us to embody our Christ consciousness. It's for it's it's for us to own our divinity. The Father and I are one now. 
if I want to get closer to God, I go inside myself. There's nothing outside of myself. There's nothing outside of myself that I need to add to me to make me more divine. There's nothing outside of myself that I need because my divinity has always, always been at the core of my being. But it's when we we kept separating our sense of self and dividing ourselves down farther and farther and farther as we moved into the darkness to reintegrate ourselves, to reintegrate. That's why it's important when you see what's on the screen that the media is showing you and, and you your ego wants to go batshit crazy because everything's turning on its head, to be able to see that chaos and reintegrate it with compassion and acceptance, then then that affords you the ability to move closer to your Christ consciousness at the core of your being. And as a vehicle, when you reintegrate everything that has separated you, this allows you to move from a linear realm of expression to a nonlinear realm of expression. It's like the ego has been driving the boat. The ego, <laughs> I love the idea of a big, big old Cadillac flying across the desert, no road in sight, mowing down cactus, and, and you're, you're so far off the road and you're just hauling ass cross-country and into oblivion. And your ego's trying to navigate through this wilderness. And I love the notion of pulling the steering wheel off the car and handing it up to your soul. Your soul has that perspective for your life. Your soul has that that vision for your life that was constructed before you were even born, the purpose of your life that was envisioned before you were even born. And when the soul lets, when the soul is given the the reins, if you will, the steering wheel, if you will, the soul knows where the asphalt is, where the highway is. And when your ego lets go of consuming everything thought that you've ever had and you and you tune into the inspiration of your heart and your soul and your your chakras are opening up and your intuitions coming back online it's no longer a linear ball game it's a non-linear ball game and what i mean by that is your soul will um move you towards fulfilling the purpose of your life in a nonlinear way. And that that's a very, very powerful thing. But this can't happen if your ego's got white knuckles on the steering wheel. In other words, the ego is the lowest common denominator. In order for you to embody your divinity, your ego has to let go of a sense of control. And it's a really beautiful thing when you can do that. 
as you purge and and resolve your suppressed subconscious emotions, as you dismantle the incongruent beliefs and attitudes and perspectives in your mind, as you reintegrate your the spiritual body of yours, where you see yourself as divinity incarnate. As you open up this vehicle, this human persona vehicle, and and you your ego surrenders the need to make every damn choice, and when the ego frees up that consciousness and you and you hold that consciousness in the moment, in the now, the inspiration of the moment is reinforced by the intuition of the environment and you have a nonlinear effect. The difference between linear and nonlinear manifestation is night and day. Your soul is a multi-dimensional being. Your soul is, has played out many lifetimes. Your soul has a history of of many, many lifetimes of of what what you prefer, what you enjoy, what serves you, what nurtures you. And when you when you let go, when you teach your ego to trust the inspiration, when you when you teach your consciousness to perceive the intuition of the moment, the the inspiration of your heart and your soul feeds you action items moment to moment to moment. And there's not really a linear map that you're going to follow that the ego would have preferred. It's not like there's a linear map for the next 20 years of your life. That's a, that's a 3D concept. The soul likes to not have a map because as opportunities come into the present moment, it can it can thread through opportunities in any way it sees fit. And so as the environment changes, your soul can have a nonlinear advantage, if you will. Your soul can see opportunities where the ego would only see chaos or noise. When you think of the divine idea of you, there's trust. There's a deep sense of knowing that your life purpose, your life purpose is the best seat in the house for you. What do I mean by that? Your life purpose is the best seat in the house for you. Let me clarify that. Had I, had you stayed in your ego, and your ego wants to feel secure, so it wants a a, a big house and a, a lots of money in the bank and um, lots of food in the fridge, and maybe, maybe then it'll feel secure. The, to the soul, all of that is is weight. It's just moment. It's just um, baggage, if you will. 
to the soul, the power comes from being able to harvest the opportunity of the moment. The house can burn down, the bank, the economy can crash, the food can go bad, whatever. Um, to to create a static um, stacks of stuff to make sure you're covered for the future, that's fear, that's ego. But if you connect with source consciousness, you open up your intuition, you tune into your inspiration, it really doesn't matter what happens outside of you. All those, the house burning down, the whatever, um, it can all fall apart, but through practice, through trust, you can navigate the chaos from moment to moment to moment, and you don't do it by stockpiling anything. The divine idea of you is for you to trust your ability to create. The divine idea of you is for you to trust the continuity of your consciousness. You are safe. You are safe. You're safe. No action, decision by any human being ever can disconnect you from your divinity. Your soul presence that that was there the day you were born will be there the moment after you die. The continuity of your consciousness is assured. Trust that. Trust that. Trust your ability to create. Trust your ability to be intuitive in the moment. Trust your ability to to know that your soul has your back. Trust that your life purpose is where you're going to find the deepest sense of satisfaction, the deepest sense of fulfillment. What's the idea? What's the divine idea of you? a sense of fulfillment, a sense of inspiration, a sense of creativity, a sense of passion. It's kind of a collage of, of these attributes. We're, we're talking about a nonlinear aspect of yourself. The divine idea of you is nonlinear. You're a multidimensional soul having a human experience with many, many lifetimes of history, of understanding and your ego's waking up, and and you've come out of the forgetfulness of being born on planet Earth, and you're waking up to your divinity, and the saviors of your past have said you're you're it. You're gonna you're gonna perform all the miracles I have performed, and you're gonna come up with your own. It's a shift from having your sense of self being your ego. It's a shift from having your sense of self as being some frail, volatile human being. It's its shedding your fear of death. It's shedding your fear of failure. It's shedding your fear of, of losing it all. And it's anchoring, it's, it's reintegrating with the truth of you that has been there from day one that you're a divine personification of source or God consciousness today. 
you're creating in every moment that you have ever existed. Creation is an inherent part of your existence. As as you learn to trust your life purpose and you learn to honor the inspiration that will guide you through your life purpose and you you open up to the intuition of the moment and you open up to an understanding that you're safe. You're safe. You are safe. You can relax. No matter how chaotic the world out, outside of you is, you're a divine personification. You're a soul incarnate in this most dynamic chapter of a planet, perhaps in the entire galaxy. This is a very exciting time to be alive. And I suggest you, your life purpose is to embody your divinity, to embody your your Christ consciousness, to trust your ability to create, to, to trust the continuity of your life, to trust the purpose of your life and engage that inspiration in a passionate way, to passionately express you become electric. You become it, um, passionate. People are the envy of of those that are asleep. Passion has no end. Creativity has no end. I suggest to you that if you were to practice trusting your heart and your soul more and more every day, if you were to practice honing your intuition in the moment your BS detector, if you will, in the moment and passionately engage your life day in and day out, at the end of the day, you're going to feel a deep sense of satisfaction because your heart and your soul will feel satisfied because you took steps to fulfill your life purpose your heart and your soul will have a deep sense of satisfaction at the end of this day, today. By following your life purpose, following the inspiration of your soul, you'll have a deep sense of satisfaction today. When you recognize that you've honored your life purpose, that can bring a deep sense of joy, a deep sense of satisfaction on the ego level. When your heart and your soul and your ego are all satisfied, that's the divine idea of you. It was satisfied because you you showed up as a creator. You showed up as a passionate expression of inspiration. You showed up to fulfill your life purpose. And that brings joy in your journey today. To enjoy the journey today is how you learn how to enjoy your life on planet Earth. Do you want to end up at the end of your life feeling that you've really enjoyed this incarnation? Practice enjoying today. How can you do that? By tuning in to the the inspiration of your soul by fulfilling the 
the purpose of your life. You know, this vehicle, this human persona that we all have, everything you can do to improve yourself, to reintegrate yourself, to raise the vibration of your consciousness will change your experience of the rest of the journey. Every time you you take steps to improve yourself, you're changing every day of the rest of the journey itself. You're listening to this show tonight. You showed up for yourself. There's something about you that desires uh, to reintegrate with the divine idea of you. There, there's an aspect of yourself that wants to become more whole, that wants to become more authentic, more passionate, perhaps. I created the New Human Living Platform not to tell you how to think, not not to tell you how to live your life, but more of a, uh, a way to understand the mechanism of karma, the mechanism of power, the, how do we get stuck as human beings, and how do we free ourselves up. I wrote a book in 2012 called Personal Power Fundamentals, and it it's really uh, just a, a really fundamental review of how we take on karma, how we move into separation, and and just as important how we can shed our karma and how we can reintegrate ourselves, how we can raise our consciousness. And a lot of times, how we get stuck is emotions. Both those products on the New Human Living webpage are on sale for the month of January. And I put them on sale for the month of January. (laughs) This is January 2021 on planet Earth. After the year 2020, we need a break. We need we need tools to. Uh, I don't think the chaos is going to calm down anytime soon. If you felt anxiety, if you felt um, a lot of emotional upheaval, if you felt um, insecure or confused or um, stress about what you see happening in the world outside of you. Take the time to learn some tools to anchor yourself so you can be grounded, so you can be centered no matter how chaotic the storm outside of you becomes. Hey, I'm your host, Les Jensen. My passion, my sense is the most powerful substance on the planet, the most powerful substance on the planet is human consciousness, the human persona. That's you. That's me. Divine consciousness incarnate, the divine idea of what's possible as a human being. My my passion is to 
helped humanity recognize the infinite potential that lies within each one of us. You know, we're we're coming up on 10 or 11 years of the show. We've had hundreds of guests. New Human Living is in its 11th year now. I've been doing this for a decade. I've been doing this for more than a decade by far, but... I, from from the tea leaves I see, from the crystal ball I'm staring in, our human potential dwarfs any kind of problem. The 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 divine potential of the human persona on planet Earth has no opposite. There's there's nothing we can't overcome. And and my passion is to to be a vehicle of awakening of that that divine human potential. I want to thank you, the listener, for showing up tonight. It's uh, it's always a privilege and a and a pleasure for me to bring you episodes that help you awaken the power in you. I'm your host, Les Jensen. Always a pleasure. Until next time. Thanks for listening. This has been a New Human Living radio broadcast. You can raise your own personal power with Personal Power Fundamentals Home Study Course at newhumanliving.com. Thanks for listening. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.